stoppage time, everybody, with the enjoy and jump bucket time. Ah, big shout out to our, th our partners, PointsBet. Thank you for everything they do for providing this awesome platform for myself and buckets to be ourselves, to say what we want and to improve the sports betting space, including soccer, the beautiful game. Thank you to PointsBet. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. And thank you to my co-host, John Bucketheimer. How are you doing, buddy? Ian, I'm doing well today. You seem like you've got a bit more energy than usual. Is something going on here? Well, you know that intro, it, it just uh, was expressed in another way today because I'm on a bit of a heater. Now, I have no idea what kind of heater I'm on, but apparently you do. <laughs> I, I try to keep an eye on what kind of records we both have here because we know that the producers and the staff at PointsBet are not helping us out too much here. Not throwing shade. I'm just saying. Are you talking about Ian, Jay? You, I'm not saying any name specifically, okay. but Jay would probably be the name I would lean towards <laughs> there. But Ian, you've been on a tremendous heater here. I believe you are 12 and 3 on your last 15 picks here on the show. And that is including wow. two parlays that were both plus 400 or more, Ian. I had a great conversation with a guy on Twitter yesterday where he reached out to me and said, Buckets, I'm not sure about this Ian character. And I said, why? What's going on? And he goes, Ian always says that you're the expert and Ian's just trying to learn the game and figure it out. And then he goes 12 and three. What's going on? What's the truth, Ian? The people want to know. Buckets, you know well and truly that you are the betting expert here and I am learning. <laughs> I am just a quick learner. That's the only explanation that I can give you right now for what is happening. But let me give a warning to everybody out there. I am a big part of this show. Uh, maybe many would say the ex-professional with the experience and obviously can share some stories. But you are the betting expert here, so let's not get carried away with anything. I'm just on a bit of a roll, and at some point, that roll will come to an end. So I'm enjoying the moment right now. I'm not boasting. I'm allowing you to do that for me. Thank you for posting on social media, especially as it was a busy week for me. But Buckets, we've had a crazy week. It's been UEFA Champions League. But before we get into that, we have had a bit of a giveaway recently where... We gave out 50 bucks uh, to someone who was following us, commented on the YouTube platform. You gave 50 bucks, I gave 50 bucks, we gave some Starbucks cards away, and you also had something magical that was sent to you by one of the people that you gave 50 bucks away to. I did. Our big-time viewer, David Nakukar, reached out and said, Buckets, I won the $50 giveaway, but after all the money that I've been winning from you and Ian, I don't want the $50. I want you to use it and make a donation to a or to a place here in town that helps take care of foster dogs and foster animals and helps locate permanent homes for these animals. So I sent a $50 donation to that foster house, and then we matched it with another 50 there, Ian, because you know damn well the quickest way to get to my heart is by bringing up dogs. Thank you, David, for reaching out. Thank you for sending the money, paying it forward, helping somebody else there. And thank you for watching the show. That is magical, dude. Naturally, I have the message right now. If we have an opportunity, we can put it up to the screen for everybody who's on YouTube. But the message said this, Buckets. After your four and all day, I may just donate it to local dog shelter that we foster for. We have two foster fail, uh, fail pups of our own, and we have fostered close to 40 pups that we've helped find homes for. They are 100% volunteer and don't have physical building, so they need fosters constantly, and every penny raised goes to the animals. I love the social post with Freya. Please keep those coming and please keep the winners coming as well. Thank you and love to you. Listen, that is why we do this Buckets, right? Absolutely. I mean, it helps when Ian's on these tremendous heaters. It helps that we've been profitable in six shows straight now but ultimately do it because we love our viewers. We want to teach people about the game and we love helping dogs, Ian. Dude, I'm just going to say this. This is why we do it. We want people to be introduced to our beautiful game. Of course, we are seeing new followers. We are seeing new subscribers. We are seeing new comments from people who don't even like soccer, who never knew what soccer was or didn't really think they could like it. All of a sudden, they're watching stoppage time and they're falling in love with our beautiful game. But they are tailing our bets. Buckets, it's been a wild Champions League week, as I've already mentioned. And I think it's the best reaction that we've seen from so many people because we are recognizing that so many more people are watching these games, so many more more people are betting on these games because me and you on our social media platforms in particular and also on our stoppage time platforms we're receiving a ton of messages i mean this past week especially with uefa i have noticed so many messages from people who are just enjoying the moment right now more people are betting on the game than i've ever seen before yeah this has probably been our biggest week we've had yet and it makes sense since we do have uefa's champions league but it also shows the buildup we've created over these past few months back from the World Cup days. Every week, 
more people find out about the beautiful game. And then every week people are finding out they can make money on the most beautiful game. I got a lot of messages this e or weekend, Ian, too. Just people giving me condolences for my team because, wow, was that first game tough. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to get into it, Buckets. Oh. Let's waste no more time. Let's get fired into it. Was the Champions League this week? Of course, the quarterfinals were underway on Tuesday with Manchester City against Bayern Munich. Manchester City going into this game were minus 135 on the money line. Bayern Munich plus 350 on the money line. Buckets, what was your best bet? I will say this, though, first and foremost. This was a terrific performance from Manchester City, winning by three goals to nil. Rodri opening the score and Bernardo Silva scoring in the second half, 71 minutes on the clock, and then Erling Haaland scored to make it 3-0. I'll read some stats off for you in just a minute, but how did your best bet go? Yeah, let's get this one out of the way as fast as we can. I was on over two and a half goals and both teams to score, and nothing hurts more than getting the over two and a half but all the goals coming from one way. Obviously, this did not hit as the attacking third for Bayern Munich looked almost non-existent, minus a couple decent chances, but City absolutely controlled this game, and that is the worst I've seen Bayern Munich play, I feel like, Ian, in a pretty long time here. I got a great stat for you as well. Bayern Munich have failed to have a shot on target in the first half of a Champions League game for just the fifth time in the last seven seasons clearly non-existent performance in the first half second half you saw Sani taking some shots from distance and then all of a sudden it was Manchester City who turned it on it was a great goal from Rodri his third goal across all competitions first ever Champions League goal 27 minutes into the game a swinger of the boot that he doesn't normally swing with by the way he's right footed that was a left footed swing into the top corner it went then we had Bernardo Silva scoring Awful from Upamecano. I want you to touch upon that in just a brief moment. But then Erling Haaland decided, no, 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 no. We don't play against Bayern Munich and me not win games. This is the first time he's <laughs> ever won against Bayern Munich. His statistics are through the roof right now, Buckets. I'm going to read them out to you. 34 Champions League goals from only 26 games. And Borussia Dortmund, he scored 86 goals in 89 appearances. At Salzburg, 29 goals in 27 appearances. At Norway, 21 goals in 23 appearances. And now for Manchester City, 45 goals in just 39 appearances. That was his 11th goal in the Champions League. This guy's not human. He's not human. He is a robot. He's a cyborg, whatever you want to call him. But he knows how to play against Bundesliga teams. That is for damn sure. I saw a lot of people on social media saying buckets. Holland is 0-7 against Bayern Munich. Do you think Bayern Munich can win? Holland at Dortmund and Holland at Manchester City with the supporting cast he has at City is an entirely different animal. And he ripped through that team. Was a little non-existent in the first half, but you knew it was coming. The tempo was turning as soon as that world came from Rodri in the first half. You just kind of saw it falling apart here. And Ian, I wanted to ask you as a player, if we're going to talk about this Upamoncano situation, he gave up a ridiculous amount of balls, a ridiculous amount of errors in that back third there. And I wanted to ask you, because people were saying this on Twitter, when it's raining and when there's shitty weather like there was in this game, how much does that affect you as a player? Because he was making some truly horrendous touches in this game. See, I don't give any excuse for a type of performance that Opamecano put out there, though, Buckets, though. I mean, mm. you're playing in a Champions League quarterfinal. You are clearly a world-class player. Uh, certainly an international player as well. So there's no excuse. It doesn't matter what the weather conditions are. you got to perform. He looked nervous. He looked nervous. He looked yeah. like he didn't want he the ball. Scared. He was scared. He was scared. Yeah. And and every time he got the ball, he made another mistake. It was like, maybe it's time to get this guy out of there at some point. So desperately disappointing. But that wasn't the only news that came out of that performance from Bayern oh. Munich. There was something else that happened here. Uh, just this morning, we found out there was uh, repercussion for that. But we heard yep. yesterday breaking news that there was an incident after that game between Sadio Mane and Leroy Sané, who, by the way, was the best player on the field for Bayern Munich, by the way. Shooting from distance. He was good. Sadio Mane apparently punched Leroy Sané and busted his lip up after that game in the locker room. And repercussion this morning from Ben Jacobs, a good friend of mine as well, who often at times you can see on CBS Sports. He said that Bayern Munich have suspended Sadio Mane after he punched Leroy Sané in the face after Tuesday's Champions League loss at Manchester City. Mane will be fined and excluded from the Bayern squad for their home Bundesliga match with Hoffenheim on Saturday. Buckets, you as a Bayern Munich fan, your response to this, this is crazy. It's crazy, and it's feeding into that narrative that maybe Mane is not the right fit for this team that we've kind of been talking about on the show a couple times. We've heard that Mane did butt heads with Julian Nagelsmann, their ex-manager as well, and had some kind of bursts where he just kind of lost it for a second. And now we see it again with Leroy Sané. 
Striking, I understand emotion slowing over. That was a tough loss. That was a shambolic performance across the pitch. Mane's not getting the playing time that he thinks he deserves at Bayern Munich. But striking one of your teammates, not to mention your best teammate on the pitch that entire game, the only one that really gave you any kind of chance in this matchup, Ian, there's no excuse for it. I get being, or I get being pissed and frustrated, but you can't go punching another one of your players. It's just unacceptable for me. I'm glad he's suspended. I almost kind of wish there was a little bit more there, but I guess we'll see how it plays out, whether that's just a one-game ban or if it does bleed into more. Ian, did you ever hit one of your teammates at St. Pauli? Oh, dang it. Buckets. I thought you were going to say no. Just... I'd love to agree with every word that you're saying, but you can imagine as athletes, as competitors, yep. as fucking winners – that there is attitude, there is ego, there's personalities that you've got to deal with. And when you have a situation like this where Mane clearly is not happy, he's not playing as many minutes, he's already had a falling out with Yuli Nagelsmann, now he's having a fallout with Leroy Sané, he's punching one of his own players in the face, you have to treat situations differently. You have to be cautiously approaching certain situations. I've had many an instance with players... <laughs> and a coach or two in my time. As you can imagine, I have a little fire in my belly at times when it comes to a fight. Some people like a fight. Some people don't like a fight. I don't mind it. I love to get stuck in. Didn't think it would happen with one of my own teammates. Excuse me. <clears throat> but I will say this, though. I've had it happen to me one time at St. Pauli where it was maybe an initiation phase. I had a good friend of mine. Now he's a good friend. Thomas Megley, who was a legend at St. Pauli, rolled up into the training ground. I was there putting in my practice, wanting to win every ball, every tackle. This fucking guy got into my face immediately, almost trying to prove a point that he was the main man at the football club, screaming in my face in training, by the way. And I thought, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> no chance am I backing down from a battle. I don't care who you are. Gaffer pulls me into his office after the game and says, Hey, Ian, you can't speak to him like that. He's a legend. I say, I don't give a fuck who he is. Anyone who steps up in front of my face like that, teammate, coach, fan, press reporter, I don't give a shit who it is. Anyone on the street steps up into my face like that, I have a right to defend myself, which is what I did do. And of course... I found out later on it was sort of an initiation just testing me how I was, which is a stupid way because I very, very well and truly could have stuck the head in him at that time. And I didn't do that. I held myself back. I didn't slap him either, even though I wanted to. We're now close friends. But I have had it before where I've mentioned um, on uh, my other show, as the Champions, I've mentioned that I fell out with an MLS coach. At one point, we went to head-to-head. -to -head. We had to be separated at one point after a game. I wasn't in the right headspace at that point. Um, and I have had it when I was a rookie as well, watching one of my former coaches bully players around me. I stood up for my players. I was an 18-year-old kid standing up for myself and my teammates. I've had it. So there are situations when the time is right, but I also believe that in situations you have to read the moment. Mane's not happy right now. He's not playing. He's clearly not happy in Germany. He might be on his way out of that football club, but certainly buckets after my response right there. I can only imagine I caught you off guard. You did catch me a little off guard, but then I remember who you are as a person, Ian, and I know damn well that you will always fight for what you believe in. So that makes sense to me. Buckets, I'd slap you as well if I didn't know you were six foot nine. <laughs> All right, let's get into the other games. We'll it through this uh, very quickly. Of course, Benfica taking on Inter Milan. Uh, Benfica nil, Inter Milan two. Nicolo Barella scored his second Champions League goal this season. Also scored against Barcelona. They assist from Bastoni in that game. Second half, beautiful. 51 minutes on the clock. That was for the opening goal. 82 minutes on the clock when Romelu Lukaku scored from the penalty kick spot. Handball was very harsh against João Mario. I'm not so sure I agree with it, but nowadays... I guess it's the letter of the law. 71 goals now in 118 games for Inter Milan for Romelu Lukaku. Now, five players have scored 10-plus goals in the Champions League for Inter Milan in the Champions League era. Adriano, Julio Cruz, Hernan Crespo, Samuel Eto, and now Romelu Lukaku. A few stats for you to enjoy right there. Buckets, how did your best bet go on this game? This was another tough one for me. And out of all of the fixtures, this is the scoreline that probably surprised me the most. I was just keeping it simple. I took Benfica money line at plus 115. And I thought for that first half, Benfica was the better side. They had a couple chances where they could have put up that 1-0 lead early, but it just didn't happen. And in that second half, we kind of saw them fall apart. Nothing was clicking for Benfica. Inter Milan, I agree with you. The handball was a harsh call, but again, we can't do anything about that. But Inter Milan showed up on that second half and they got points at Benfica, or not points, a two-goal advantage at Benfica, which I did not see happening at all. I thought best case scenario, 
Milan gets a draw out of this, but they showed up, and now Benfica has a bit of a mountain to climb as they have to travel to Milan for the second leg. All right, so what I did do is I failed to mention to everybody out there that my best bet hit for Manchester City and Bayern Munich. Uh It was Manchester City money line and over one and a half total goals, minus 110 on points bet. And the reason why I waited is because I wanted to let everybody know that I had a sweep on Tuesday with the best bet from Benfica and Inter Milan as well. First half result I had was a draw and it finished nil-nil in the first 45 minutes. That hit a plus 105 on points bet. Incredibly so. I'm very happy it hit at halftime. Inter Milan had a couple of good chances in that first half as well, so probably a little fortunate that it hit. And I thought Inter Milan were the better team on the day. Buckets, but not bad for us. At least I went 2-0. and uh, We went 2-2 two and two on the day. Tuesday turned out to be a decent day for us. It was okay. But Wednesday... But then we had Wednesday. But Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. On Wednesday, we had the full sweep, baby. Champions League turned to the quarterfinal action on Wednesday. Real Madrid against Chelsea. Real Madrid winning by two goals to nil. Karim Benzema, 22 minutes on the clock, getting his 11th Champions League goal. All 11, uh, excuse me, let me say this again. 11 Champions League goals in a row, all of them coming against English teams. Marco Asensio scored 74 minutes on the clock, assisted by Vinny Jr. And how about this for a statistic right here? 66% of Marco Asensio's Champions League goals have been scored in the knockout stage. This guy loves to score a goal in the knockout stages. Red card to Ben Chilwell, first ever red card for him in his career. Awful positioning from substitute Kukurea caught him out. Karim Benzema has now scored 20 goals against English opponents in UEFA Champions League with Ronaldinho and Messi scoring more than him, 27 goals. Karim Benzema has now scored six goals against Chelsea in the Champions League in his career. He clearly likes scoring goals against Chelsea Football Club. The only team he scored more goals against in the Champions League in his career was Liverpool. All right, Buckets, how did you get on in this bet? And by the way, I'm fucking proud of the rebound you had. Yeah, I said after that 0-2 day on Tuesday, I was going to bounce back with a 2-0 day on Wednesday, and I did just that. I was on Real Madrid team total at minus 110. I said that the money line looks good, but we can get that that line down a little bit with the team total. Real Madrid took care of business winning this 2-0, and I think it's a bit fortunate that it was only 2-0 here for Chelsea because in the first half, we saw Real Madrid have nine shots on target. Chelsea looked lost. They were getting absolutely blitzed by this Real Madrid side. And I'm happy that we cashed this, but that was a tough game to watch if you were a Chelsea fan. was a tough game to watch. I was a little bit nervous in the end because my bet also hit your buckets as we continued the (laughs) fine sweep for me in the Champions League. And what a day we had on Wednesday. Total goals to be under two and a half total. For me, minus 115 on points bet. Cha-ching, cash-cash. We move on to the next game. (laughs) Of course, the other game was AC Milan against Napoli. Oh, my God. What a game. Great performance from AC Milan. Ismail Benacer scoring on the 40-minute mark there. The 25-year-old scoring his first goal since August 2022. His first ever Champions League goal. The assist came from sort of Brahim Diaz and also Rafa Leao. Uh, red card for Anguissa. Second yellow card in the second half. And then an absolutely unbelievable save by Magnan in the 87-minute mark. Kept it at 1-0. So AC Milan running out winners. Ismail Benassar is the fourth African player to score with AC Milan in UEFA Champions League, excluding own goals, of course, after George Weah, Kevin Prince, Boateng, and Suli Muntari. Now, Buckets, let me hear how you did on your best bet, baby. Man, we absolutely nailed our analysis here, Ian. I was on a bet that I hate more than anything in the world, under two and a half goals at minus 130 on points bet, and we talked about if you are Napoli without Victor Osimhen and without Giovanni Simeone, you're probably going to stall this first game. You're going to sit back. You're going to play for that low-scoring draw and then bring it back home when you've got your good players back ready to score goals. And that's exactly what happened. Napoli looked brilliant for the first 20 minutes but could not capitalize and then basically did nothing for the rest of the game. This was a fantastic game to bet the under on because... We just didn't expect Napoli to contribute. And we saw that with that AC Milan 1-0. Perfect finish for me, Ian. And I believe it was the perfect finish for you. You know, brother. You absolutely know. Sweeping the Champions League this week for me was the perfect rebound because the the week before, uh, at least the match day before in the Champions League, I was 0-4. And then from the two match days, I was one 
and seven. So this was the kind of <laughs> rebound I was looking for. Proud of you as well, Barla, for getting back on the horse as well. Um, and my be best bet for this game was AC Milan draw no bet. It was minus 110 on points bet. Congratulations to so many people who tailed out there and to all of those haters out there who were shaking their heads at me and Buckets thinking this would be low scoring and thinking that Milan would actually get something from this game. How you doing today? How you doing today? Yeah, everybody out there enjoying yourself. Now, congratulations to everybody. We saw a lot of response from this one, and I really appreciate it. Buckets, before we do go to break and then focus on our best bets for the weekend, I want to get your opinion on the second leg in that game because no Angisa now. Kim Min Jae is also suspended now after picking up a yellow card in that game Whoa. and possibly no Osimhen, although I did hear that Spalletti mentioned today in the press conference that Osimhen will 100% be playing in that game. All of a sudden, it's tough for Napoli to go through now. It's very tough, and this is a game that I will not bet on until I see if Osaman is back up in the lineup or not, because if he is not back, I will not bet Napoli. This team just looks different without him. They don't have that definitive guy up top to finish goals and to create these opportunities. If Osaman's back, there's a chance. I'll probably end up still betting on an under, because I think AC Milan, at this point, they sit back, they park the bus, and they wait. But I need to see if Osaman's in this lineup before I'm doing anything with this Napoli side. All right, great to hear from you, Buckets, and congratulations. We absolutely cleaned up on Wednesday, 4 and or for the Stoppage Time boys. That's how we do it on the show. And thanks to everybody out there for all your comments, the lovely messages, and the support. And to those people who tailed us, but also to the people who created their own bets between myself and Buckets and found success. You are why we do the show. We want people to be creative. We want people to love our game. And we want people to have success. And I saw so many winning tickets out there. So congratulations to you. Quick break from us here. Let's get fired into the weekend's top fixtures and provide the best bets. When we come back, you are listening and watching Stoppage Time. Welcome back to Stoppage Time, everybody. IPG and the Bucket Man. Let's fucking have it, Buckets. And before we do fucking have it, what the fuck are you drinking out of, by the way? Show everybody out there on oh, YouTube what the fuck that is. Is that a fishbowl? That's not a fishbowl. It's a, a couple gallon jug here. You know, we got to stay hydrated and it's nice and warm again. Jeez. And, you know, I'm just, just looking out. And what have you got on your arm? Is that is that a new tattoo you've got on your arm? Show everybody the new tat. There's not a new tat. This one? I thought you broke your arm there. I thought you were wearing like a plaster on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody out there who's listening to the show, please go check it out on YouTube. The numbers are going crazy right now. The comments are absolutely sensational. Keep those comments coming. And one of the reasons why people keep on commenting is because we're having success, but people are enjoying the content. They like to see myself in Buckets. Cle clearly, Buckets is a good guy. We do have uh, Napoli for Life who's enjoying Buckets' forehead, his massive forehead, by the way, but also his suntan needs to be commented on by everybody out there. What's up with the suntan today, man? You look like you've Dude, been eating fucking tomatoes all day. Yeah, it's not a suntan. It's a sunburn. People forget how the tattoos cover it well, but I'm very, very pale. This was going out to get the mail and back in, and I just read everywhere, Ian. I'm not good for this weather. I'm assuming it's nice and chilly in New York, though, right? Yeah, chilly and 86 today in New York City, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, you better believe it. All right, let's fucking have it. What a weekend we've got to look forward to. Here's a few of the top games to look forward to and let you drool out the mouth with excitement for these fixtures. Uh, PSG against Lons in a battle for the top of the table in League One. Napoli looking to get back in winning ways against Hellas Verona in Italy. Real Madrid and Barcelona both on the road in La Liga. Bayern Munich. Oh, ho, ho, ho. They need a big oh. And a big performance against Hoffenheim this weekend. And in the Premier League, it is, of course, Arsenal on the road to West Ham United trying desperately to keep their lead atop of the table away from Manchester City, who are facing Leicester at home. Buckets from you, I want five bets this weekend. And because we're recording the show and putting it out one day earlier than normal, I want a best bet for Friday as well. So one best bet for Friday, one best bet for Saturday, one best bet for Sunday. Then we'll look at it one weekend parlay. You can go Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Mix them all together, whatever you want. And then I want a bonkers bet. And I want a completely bonkers bet. Something unique, something different, something we've never heard before, or something with extremely high odds where people can get a little bit excited. Let's turn to Friday for your best bet. Let's have it. I am going to Serie A here, Ian, in the matchup between Spezia and Lazio, and I'm keeping this one nice and simple. Lazio on the money line at minus 125 over at Points Bet Sportsbook. Listen, Lazio loves to score against Spezia. In their last five head-to-head -head matches over the past two years, Lazio has won all five of those encounters, outscoring Spezia 18-6 to six in those games. 
So while they don't play defense necessarily, they love to run up the score against this Betsia side. Currently, Lotsu is sitting second on the Serie A table with four wins in their last five manager or five games, as manager Maurizio Sarri has done a tremendous job with this team. They're currently sitting seven points ahead of fifth place on the table, which means they are focusing on grabbing one of those top four UCL spots. If you want to get one of those top four UCL spots, you cannot drop points against the Spezia side that is sitting 17th on the table. Spezia do have motivation because they're fighting in this relegation battle, but I just don't think it's going to matter against the Lazio side that has players like Zero Mobile, has players like Matai Zakogny and Sergio Milanikovic Savic. These guys are stepping up. They're looking good. I like this. I know the pronunciation was wrong, but I like this Lazio side regardless to grab three points here, Ian. I just love your pronunciation. That's so hard. No, dude, it is such a big part of our show listening to you pronounce these names here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to back you up here as well because the recent victories came against Roma, came against Monza on the road, and then came against Juventus in that massive game last weekend. Wow. I mean, I like this bet a lot, Buckets, and I think that that one, in my personal opinion, is pretty much easy money, so I shall be tailing my best bet on oh. Friday, Buckets. Mm is going to the Bundesliga. Now, many people will be scared ah. of this game, but I am not. Schalke plus 135 on the money lane. Hertha Berlin plus 200 on the money lane. My best bet on Friday is over two and a half total goals in this game. Currently on points bet, it is sitting at plus 110. Now, someone will win this game, and I do believe that both teams will score in this game. So why would I not go for this bet? I was going to choose maybe um, both teams to score... Uh, maybe I was going to go for something crazy like an over four and a half, but I decided to just play a little bit safer here today. Here's one of my reasons why. Schalke fighting for their lives in the Bundesliga right now. A win for Schalke gets them off the bottom of the table and maybe, with a bit of luck, out of the automatic relegation zone, which would be remarkable for them. Only 14 goals scored in their 14 home games so far. So obviously, that needs to improve this weekend. The last six games, Schalke have won two, lost two, and drawn two. Not too bad. It's at least a team that's fighting for their lives. In their last 10 games, they have only lost two games. That tells me this is a team that's got a fucking chance of getting off the bottom of the table. This is a must-win game for them. They're going up against Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin have the worst away record in the Bundesliga right now. One win from 13 road games and only 12 goals scored on the road. Nowhere near good enough. They have, however, scored in the last four Bundesliga away games. And they are just not scoring enough goals. But if there was a game to turn it up and score goals in, this would be it. Now, as a former player and someone who has played in Germany and experienced Friday Night Lights, this is the game to really watch. A bottom-of-the-table clash. The loser will be rock bottom of the table. The winner will have a fighting chance of survival in the Bundesliga. The Friday Night Lights will be on. Schalke at home are a bit of a favorite for me because their supporters are terrific. But Hertha Berlin is a massive club, so I expect a wild game here. Buckets, your thoughts? My thoughts is this, Ian. If this is your first time watching Stoppage Time, there are two rules you need to know. When Ian gives out a play in the Bundesliga or in the MLS, you tail it. You don't ask questions. You don't dig it. No. You say, thank you, Ian. You cash the ticket. You take your girl out on a nice dinner. Just, just tail this bet. I'm a little nervous about Schalke because we've seen how they are capable of those weird 0-0 matches, but I agree with you. This is not the time to do that. I expect goals in this. I actually might even put a little sprinkle on the over 3.5, Ian, because I think it's going to be an ugly, sloppy game, and I cannot wait for this match tomorrow. That was very kind of you to say that, Buckets. Yeah. Did Mari tell you to say that because you've been taking her out <laughs> after recent wins and the heater that I've been on? Did she tell you to say that? Like, Is this a, a semi-thank you from Mari that I'm getting here? I no comment on that, but she did watch the last show and where you mentioned her at the very end. And she goes, man, Ian almost went through an entire episode without saying my name. I was so nervous that he forgot about me. So please, until we not get a, a picture, not a possibility until, until we get actual evidence that this is a human being, I'm going to keep <laughs> mentioning her name. So at some point, she's going to have to make an appearance on the show. Is that possible? We could see her on the show at some point. Uh, anything's possible if you believe hard enough, right? We can't wait for that moment. Buckets, let's get to your best bet on Saturday. There's a lot of games to choose from here. There's a lot of games to choose from, and I'm going to the Portuguese Primera Liga, Ian, and I'm going for a team that nobody probably wants to bet on right now, but I don't really care what anyone else thinks because I think this is a winner. It's the matchup between CD Chavez and Benfica Lisbon. 
I'm on Benfica first half money line. And people might think that I'm crazy to back Benfica after their shambolic performance against Inter Milan and the fact that they're coming off of back-to-back losses for the first time all season. But man, has Benfica ever needed a morale boost like this, especially as they prepare for the second leg against Inter. And when you need to get a big win, Chavez is a pretty damn good team to play against when you need to score some goals. When they played in the reverse fixture earlier this year, Benfica smacked them 5-0 in a game that could have seen seven or eight goals. They absolutely dominated every second of that game. And I expect to see first half domination here. Benfica goes up 2-0 early. Then they can rest some players, grab the points, get the confidence back and prepare for Inter. But they need a big first half here. Minus 130, Ian. Tremendous value for me. You lost me at halftime result. Because as you know, I've only bet the halftime result two times on this show. And both times have hit. (laughs) Including this past week. When, of course, we went for Benfica to have that halftime. I'm with you there, Buckets. Well and truly. All right, let's get to my best bet on Saturday. I am turning to an absolute banger of a game in League uh, I'm going to France for this one. PSG minus 140 on the money line. Longs plus 330 on the money line. My best bet here on Saturday is Kylian Mbappe anytime goal scorer. He's currently sitting at minus 115 on points bet. Now, big games call for big players to really turn it up on the big stage. This is first place against second place in League One in France. And I'm expecting Mbappe to be well-rested after watching this UEFA week with PSG no longer competitive in the Champions League anymore. And I'm expecting him to be pissed off. This is a guy who wants to play on the biggest stage in football. And he is sitting back right now watching everybody else play. Wait until he gets out there this weekend in the biggest game of the weekend across all of the top five leagues as far as I'm concerned. He'll want to shine in this game and absolutely show who the king of French football is and who PSG really are. He is PSG. Where is his stats right now? 31 goals scored across all competitions, 19 of them coming in League One. Mbappe has not scored a goal for PSG in one month. Let me repeat myself. Wow. He hasn't scored a goal in a month. Mbappe we're talking about here. That has to end sometime soon. And get this, PSG have not won a home game since March 4th. So that's over one month. Buckets, Imer. This is a must-win game, of course. Otherwise, the title race is back on. And Buckets, would you like to know what Kylian Mbappe's record is against Lons? Yeah, go ahead and let me know here. Three games played. Mm -hmm. Zero wins. Zero goals scored. It's time to change that. What do you think? It it scares me, but I think it's a good look because you're betting on the probability that Kylian Mbappe is going to have that bounce back game that he desperately needs and that he is aggressively capable of. This is the kind of game where we could see Mbappe say, I'm done with all the bullshit. Let's just win. Let's be PSG again. Let And I'll do it alone if I have to. This is the kind of game where PSG could finally have that explosion. If that happens, we might even see him grab two or three goals here, Ian. I love the value at minus 115 because that's just a line we don't get to see very often with them. Sunday, cracking games everywhere. Give me your best bet. We're betting on our favorite La Liga team. Ian, you know damn well where I'm going with this one. It's the matchup between Girona and Elche. And I'm going for a bet that's different because people hear me say Girona and they go, all right, both teams to score. No, 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 no. I don't know if Elche is going to score here. I'm going Girona money line. And over one and a half goals at minus 115. Girona's coming off an absolutely insane game against Barcelona. And what Girona showed everyone, hey, we're not just that BTTS machine. We can play some damn good defense as well. As they held Barcelona to 18 shots and zero goals. This is a good Girona side, but they're playing an Elche team that's basically non-existent in La Liga. They're sitting with 13 points after 28 matches, 19 points behind getting out of the relegation zone. It's not going to happen. They're going back to La Liga 2. Motivation is non-existent for this Elche side. Girona's got to be feeling pretty good off of getting a point off of Barcelona. I predict a Girona smackdown this weekend. I'm keeping it easy. Money line at over one and a half. But I could see Girona putting in three goals here, Ian. I have no comment on this because later on in the show, I shall come back around to Girona. Oh, yes, you better believe it. I think everybody knows now. We're all, we're all Girona fans around here. And they should have oh, yeah. beat Barcelona in the week. They should have beat Barcelona. Anyway, I'll talk about that a little bit later on. My best <laughs> bet on Sunday because there was so much to choose from. I had no idea where to go. I spent an hour on my best bet. No shit. I spent a fucking hour 
on Sunday trying to find a best bet for everybody. And this is what I came up with. I'm calling this one the Strange Sunday Parlay. West Ham United against Arsenal. Okay. Union Berlin against Bochum. I'm going for a two-leg parlay. It is Arsenal and Union Berlin both to win. I was looking for value everywhere. And I couldn't settle on anything. And this is what I settled on. Probably the weirdest parlay for everybody out there. But let me repeat myself. It's a two-leg parlay. Arsenal to win. Union Berlin to win. Parlayed together. It is plus 147 on points bet. Now, as I mentioned before, I spent almost an hour trying to find a decision on this one. And I couldn't be happier with the choice that I've gone with. Arsenal know that they no longer have wiggle room in the title race in the Premier League. A win keeps pressure on Manchester City or at home to Leicester City on Saturday, as I've already mentioned. So by the time this game kicks off, it could be down to three points with both teams going head-to-head in Manchester on April 26. What a banger of a game that is going to be. Arsenal, they have the best away record in Premier League, 35 points, 11 wins, only two losses, scored 30 goals from only 15 games. What an incredible return from an Arsenal team that is firing right now. The last four away games, they've scored 10 goals. They've only let in four in those four away games. Expect goals in this game. Expect a Gunners win. Union Berlin, this is where it gets interesting. They'll most likely end up in third place in the Bundesliga. They're not in great form right now, which is why maybe I'm getting a favorable line. They have lost their last two games. However, both of those games and both of those losses were coming on the road to Eintracht Frankfurt and also to Borussia Dortmund, which is a tough ask for any team. Finally, they're back home versus a weak Bochum side that beat Union Berlin, if I'm not mistaken, back in September. So now it's time for a bit of payback. Union Berlin have never lost at home all season long. They've won nine games from 14 and only let in eight goals at home all season long. Really incredible stuff. Really incredible statistics right there. And add that to Bochum scoring only 10 goals on the road all season long. I think we're looking good on this parlay. It's a strange one. It's an unusual one, but it's one I feel very good about. But like I say, bet responsibly. Outside of betting responsibly, let's fucking go. I'm feeling this one, Buckets. What do you think? Dude, I love it. I don't think Arsenal's going to lose, considering that West Ham can't even beat Ghent right now as we're doing this live. This is not a team that is doing anything this year. And Arsenal, as you mentioned, can't afford to lose. If they lose this match, their EPL dreams could very well be dead. And on the other side, not only is Union Berlin this unbeatable squad at home, Bochum has the worst defensive record in the entire Bundesliga. They are one of the only teams, maybe the only team, averaging more than two goals games conceded, or two goals a game conceded, as they've conceded 60 times in 27 games. Bochum is not a fun team to bet on, unless if you're betting on them to lose. I like this parlay a lot, Ian. I might even put two units on this one. Thank you, Buckets. I can't imagine many people would have come up with that parlay. I mean, That's a weird one. <laughs> it's the, one of the weirdest ones I've ever gone for. Let's get to your parlay, your best parlay for this weekend, Buckets. I'm kind of intrigued by this one. My parlay, I was trying to think of a fun name for it this weekend, and I'm just calling it the I'm copying Ian Paul Joy parlay. Because what I'm doing is taking all of the German Bundesliga games on Saturday. So we have Bayern Munich versus Hoffenheim, RB Leipzig versus Augsburg, Stuttgart versus Dortmund, and Frankfurt versus Gladbach. And I'm taking over 0.5 goals in the first half. All four of these teams, doesn't matter who scores, as long as each game has at least one goal in the first half, you cash this at plus 135. It's not the sexiest number for four games, but this is the Bundesliga we're talking about. We've said it time and time and time again. This is the league that's going to give you goals. And all I care about is that somebody in each of these games finds one here in the first half, Ian. Again, it's not the most creative thing on earth. I know I'm copying you almost directly in this one, Ian, but what are your thoughts? You're not copying me. We just created magic on our show and people are copying it around (laughs) the world now. I mean, we know this now because people are sending us that they are loving the Bundesliga when it comes to the goals, especially in the first half. And Did you see, Ian? Especially the one and a half. Go ahead. Real quick to interrupt. Ed, one of our followers, tweeted that he did every single Bundesliga 2 and every single Bundesliga game last week over one and a half and cashed it plus, it was like 1,800 or something. He goes, didn't watch a single game, but it's Germany, so we do this, right? 
that's what we do. And we also create ma magic on the show. And people out there have got to go create their own magic with their own bets. And if you've got the balls or if you've got the money or if you just want to have some fun and sprinkle a little <laughs> unit on there, why not have some fun? As we've mentioned before, the stats on this league are insane when it comes to goals, also including the second division. Also, if you want to have a look at the third division as well, there's goals galore there. So why not? Uh, Buckets, just want to remind you out there that our very talented, and everybody saw him on the last show, talented mm. graphic designer, Yoshi, he just jumped right through a window here after watching your parlay, thinking he's going to have to stay today and try to build your parlay graphics so that you can celebrate with a win this weekend. And I've got more bad news for our Yoshi when I go to my parlay. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's get into it. It is the classic. I'm going back to the classic for everybody out there who's enjoying the classic parlay. This time it's a four-leg parlay. Rangers, baby, back on this horse. I'm going for Celtic, baby, back on this horse. Rangers are playing St. Mirren at home. Celtic are at Kilmarnock. I'm adding in there Manchester City against Leicester and Bayern Munich against Hoffenheim. Four-leg parlay. Rangers, Celtic, Man City, Bayern Munich, all two win. I'm excited about this one. Minus 111 on points bet. Why not get excited about this one? Because these are four power teams. Rangers, they lost last week to Celtic. They'll look to react to that defeat for their fans. It's a tough game against St. Mern, but it should be a fun game for everybody to follow. Rangers, zero defeats at home all season long. They let in only nine goals at home all season long and scored 39 goals from only 15 games. So why would I not bet on Rangers? Let's turn our attention to Celtic. Watch out for Celtic because last week they were terrific against Rangers. Top, top win against Rangers in the Derby last week. And also watch out for a player that we all love on this show, including my guy, John Bucketheimer, Kyogo Furuhashi. Watch out for him continuing his fine goal-scoring form. Scored a couple in the Old Firm game last week. They have won 11 consecutive league games. Best away record in the league, scoring 48 goals on the road from only 15 games. So maybe have a dabble on the over as well. These are insane numbers I'm talking about. They've only let in 12 goals in that span on the road as well. Manchester City I'm throwing in there because they are back in a title race in England. City are almost guaranteed to win this game, in my opinion. Money line is not favorable. I think it's like minus 525, so it's a little too high for my liking. Leicester City have changed their manager recently, but I don't expect an immediate reaction from them with City chasing this title. City know they've got to win. They're also on fire. Manchester City have scored 20 goals in the last four home games across all competitions. 20 goals in the last four games. That's ridiculous. So why would I not bet them? I think the lineup might change here because of the Champions League game coming up against Bayern Munich and also the game we just witnessed. So watch out for the lineup. But my result still stays the same that Manchester City will win. Now, Bayern Munich, this might be the one where you get caught up on. Only kidding buckets. Bayern Munich have had a rough 10 days. There's no doubt about it. Getting knocked out of the German Cup, the DFB Pokal by Freiburg. They were beaten by Manchester City in the first leg of the quarterfinal in the Champions League. Fights in their locker room, as we've already mentioned right here on stoppage time earlier on between Sane and Mane. Uh, wow, a lot's going wrong. But let's not forget that this is an institution of soccer, an institution of football, and anything less than success or winning is clearly not accepted. They've got to get back to winning ways. So this is a massive game for them. So obviously this is a four-leg parlay. I want everybody to bet responsibly, but I actually feel pretty good about this one. What do you think, Bucks? I like it a lot, and I see each one of those four teams potentially winning by multiple goals here, Ian. You know damn well when you say Rangers and Celtic, I just say yes, sir, and I place the bets. I don't question the Scottish Premier League. I know how good you are in that league. But I'm looking at a City team that could probably play 11 backups and they're still beating Leicester by three goals. <laughs> and I'm looking at a Bayern Munich team that has to win this game because if we do not win again, I am personally putting my head through this wall, Ian. That might not motivate them, but this is a team that knows how to win. They're going to win. I like this parlay a lot. I'm going to be tailing it. And I'm surprised it's not worse odds, if I'm being honest. Is that how your forehead got so massive, kept banging it through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was in the back, but I heard one of the producers laughing there. Yeah, it might have been that because it, I don't know, man. I've, Napoli for life. It's is been asking. tough. <laughs> oh, it's been tough. Uh, I love it, Buckets. Hey, um, is it time to strap on our seatbelts for all of our listeners out there and go crazy? Let's go crazy. Buckets, give me the bonkers bet. So, Ian, there's a problem with the bonkers bet, and that's because we've shown people so many new leagues that what used to be bonkers... <laughs> is no longer bonkers. I'm telling people, yeah, our crazy bet is the Turkish Super League. And people go, 
That's my Monday afternoon. <laughs> I'm betting on Turkey, Slovakia, or Slovakia, Hungary, all by myself, Buckets. I need something different. So here's a brand new league that just started up last week and that I know damn well we have not what? yet. We are going, Ian, to Iceland Whew. for the Icelandic, oh man, Jörvalstild, which is the top flight of Icelandic soccer. And let me tell you, Ian, if you like goals, Start betting on this league now, because while we talk about how in the German Bundesliga, it's really good offenses and iffy defenses in Iceland, it's tremendous offense and literally no defense in every single one of these games. Both teams to score is usually sitting around minus 300 with over two and a half goals sitting around the same odds, because this is the league where the defenders are playing in the attacking third, where the goalie sometimes comes out to get a little creative with the ball. It's just it's a bizarre league that sees so so, so many goals. So I'm specifically, oh man, these pronunciations are going to be rough. So bear with me. <laughs> I'm looking at a matchup between Valier Reykjavik and Bredeblik Kopavogur. I'm proud of myself for that. We're on over one and a half goals in the first half of this matchup at plus 120. And I just want to tell you the score lines from three of the last four to four head or four head to head matches here, two to five. Three to two and two to six. These are teams that just say screw it and go for goals. Breda Blick opened up their season last week in a match that ended three to four with five goals in the second half. These teams do not slow down and they really don't care. It's early in the season, so we could see some rust getting knocked off here, but I'm expecting a lot of goals in this matchup. And I'm expecting that this is a league that we'll be coming back to time and time again. So take the over one and a half in the first half here. It's going to be a hard league to watch. It's hard to find streams, but just cash the ticket and enjoy, Ian. John Bucket Timer, this is why you are the best in the business. Going to leagues like this, putting in preparation like you have done, working as hard as you do to get creative and do some damage. I like to create these titles, the bonkers bets, the WTF bets. But I also have an expectancy that you're going to go crazier and crazier and crazier. And our supporters now demand that you do that so i appreciate all the hard work that you have put in and like i said that is why you are the absolute best and that's why stoppage time is so successful because of the work that you put in and we can't thank you enough for that that is a lovely bet that is a crazy bet your pronunciation is hilarious but yeah. i <laughs> love it so much so thank you for that. WTF bet coming your way right now. I cannot wait to get John Bucketsheimer's response to this one. We're going back to the well. It is our team. Girona, minus 190 on a money line. Elche, plus 500 on the money line. My bet here as a WTF bet is Valentin Tati Castellanos to score two plus goals in this game. It is wild, and it is currently sitting at plus 750 on points bet. There is a reason to my madness. Let me explain. This one is a close game, and it's clearly close to our hearts because we like to watch what is happening with Girona. But I also have a very good friend and a couple of good friends that play at Girona. And Valentin Tati Castellanos is a good friend of mine, former NYCFC attacker, now playing for Girona. I watched him miss a glorious chance against Barcelona to win that game. And then Girona posted a video on their social media after this game with Tati, Valentin Castellanos, crying. He was clearly upset, visibly upset. That was his moment. And he missed the chance. And I also know this human being. I also know this character. He will be using that to drive him on to be better. And that includes this next game. Now, this bet only goes if he's in the starting 11. So please check the starting 11s. Former NYCFC striker scored seven goals across all competitions, six of them coming in La Liga. And as I mentioned before, I only have a feeling on this bet, so please bet responsibly. I know the player and I know his mentality. I know what drives him. And he will be driven by that miss now. He will have had nightmares about that miss and he will be using all of that for motivation to get goals in this game. As Buckets has pointed out, this is tremendously important for Girona to win this game against a team that is bottom of the table and we expect goals. Five of Tati's six La Liga goals have come at home. So a reminder, they're playing at home. So I'm expecting him to really step up here. So this is maybe where I'm going. My best bet is, of course, two plus goals at plus 750 on points bet. But I think I'm going to go one unit on anytime goal scorer. 
half a unit on two plus goals, half a unit on a hat trick in this game. Why not go for it? I bet responsibly. I always do. I ask you to do the same. But this is a fun one, and that's why I'm calling it the WTF bet, baby. Buckets, your thoughts? Ian, the way you're laddering that, too, is exactly how you should play an angle like this. Because as long as he gets one with that heavier unit bet on the anytime goal score, you're in profit no matter what happens. And I do think he's going to get one goal. And how do you argue with that analysis? You literally know this person. I can sit here and watch his plays and be like, he'll probably get... No. You have talked to this person. He is your friend. You understand what drives him and what pushes him to be a more successful player. I am going to be tailing this all the way, laddering it up to three. But I just really appreciate how you also said, don't be afraid to place one unit on that anytime goal score. Because there's definitely value to be had in this, even if he doesn't quite find two or three goals here, Ian. We need him to start. We need him to start this game. If he's in the starting lineup, place the bets or place a bet, whatever one you're feeling here. I'm confident with doing the ladder system here. Buckets has been teaching me about that, how to play this responsibly. So I'm going this way. Um, but I feel confident about this bet because I think that Girona will have a ton of chances. And especially having gone nil-nil against Barcelona, mm -hmm. they'll want to get back to winning ways. And knowing the player, knowing Tati, if he's in the starting eleven. I've got a feeling we're going to see a big response from him. Buckets, it's time to get out of here, man. I'm going to leave the final words to you. A big shout-out to our following, please. Off you go. Uh, oh, I'm not used to ending it. Hey, what's up, guys? Buckets here. Big shout-out to our sponsors here over with PointsBet Sportsbook. Thank you for giving us a platform to say whatever the hell we want here, Ian. And thank you to Stoppage Time, to the producers behind the stage, to everybody's favorite employee here with us, Yoshi. I got a weird amount of DMs and messages asking about Yoshi. What's he up to? Can I talk to Yoshi? So big shout out to Yoshi. And thank you to everyone for supporting us, for interacting with us. Don't forget to like this video, to subscribe to the channel, to hit up Ian in the DMs, to hit up me in the DMs. I don't really care what you do. As long as you absolutely bet. I mean, that was, that was decent. Damn it. That was decent. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I feel like we got to transfer in Maddie to end the show properly. I mean, All that right. would probably be the best entrance for her to come in and close out the show. That would be probably the best way to go about this one. But well done, Buckets. Thanks to everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for commenting. To all of you out there on the podcast platforms, get the numbers bouncing up here. I've finally found out the numbers, and more people are enjoying the YouTube than they are listening to the podcast platform. We'd like to see those uh, numbers juiced up just a little bit there. So share the show as much as you possibly can. Comment on the podcast platform, and also continue to do so on the YouTube platform. I know everybody tunes in on YouTube to watch Buckets, his massive forehead, but also make sure you take the show with you wherever you go in this world. We are seeing listeners and followers and people who are viewing the show from the United States of America, from Canada, from Germany, and get this, Buckets, from Spankenberg in the Netherlands. We are having yes. listeners from all across this world, including in Africa, in Ghana, in Nigeria. And we also go over to Australia, to New Zealand. We're fucking everywhere. We're changing the game, and I'm not frightened to say so that this is the best show in town. Thanks to everybody out there for listening and watching Stoppage Time. Continue to do so. We appreciate you greatly. Bet responsibly this weekend, but most importantly, make sure you absolutely have it.